1: Welcome to the New Books Network.
0: Hello, and welcome to New Books in Middle Eastern Studies. I'm your host, Aliza Arcan. Today, I'm joined by Oyman Basharan, Assistant Professor of Sociology at Bowdoin College. We will be talking about his book, Circumcision and Medicine in Modern Turkey, recently published by the University of Texas Press. Thank you very much, Oyman, for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. Very glad to be here.
0: Of course. So I want to start with how you started the book. So right from the start, you position yourself in relation to the topic of the book. And I'm curious about what it meant for you to write a book about medicine, subjectivity and circumcision in Turkey, both personally and as a sociologist.
1: Sure. Yeah, you're right. In the the prologue, I... I talk about my own uh, circumcision book, uh, I was born and grew up in Turkey, and and uh, since my teenage years, masculinity, gender in general, has been uh, something that I have taught and talked about uh, since it has shaped who I am uh, as a as a as, as a Turkish as a Turkish man and and I was thinking about how masculine and gender uh shape my relationship shape the way that I look at myself uh, my surroundings and uh I my major at Boğaziçi University in in, in in Istanbul Turkey was philosophy and my initial thought was to study feminist philosophy of science. that's the time that I was also exposed to uh, feminist theory and and i was I was very much interested in feminist philosophy of science and then I took a couple of sociology courses and and I developed a passion for uh, empirical research on 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 gender and, and and masculinity, which was at that time was a was a kind of new field especially in in Turkey. And, and then I, I thought about, you know, what I should s- study and, uh, and I, and, and the first, uh, my first idea was, uh, which I end up, which I ended up doing is, was, was a military service, uh, which is compulsory in Turkey. And it is seen as a, as a rite of passage, uh, for manhood and, 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 uh, uh, essential, is an essential component of hegemonic masculinity in Turkey. And I wrote my master's thesis on on military service, uh, masculinity and homosexuality in Turkey, and uh, in sociology department at the same university, Washington University. And then, and then uh, for my doctoral doctoral project, I Wanted to continue uh, focusing on uh, gender and masculinity, and uh, the other rite of passage, which is which is quite uh, crucial for hegemonic masculinity again for for manhood uh, in Turkey, is is male circumcision, and 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 that's the reason why and and that, that that's how uh, that's the reason why I want I, I, I did my research project on male circumcision. So although the masculine gender is not really the prominent theme of my book, it is still uh it is still an co- important uh component of my my framework. Uh so back to my initial point is that the reason why I want to i want to study male circumcision is is to is to understand who I am as a as a as a Turkish mm-hmm man. And as a a sociologist, I had been interested in the intersection between psychoanalysis psychoanalysis and sociology and psychoanalytic theory. And, and I I believe that psychoanalysis, psychoanalysis, psychoanalytic theory has a lot to offer to sociology. And, and uh, in my book, I look at uh, the question of subjectivity and attachment from psychoanalytical perspective. And try to uh, cont- and, and contribute to to the sociological understanding of subjectivity uh, by asking questions about about uh, desire.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for. Really encapsulating the core of the book with this last sentence. Um, I really appreciate that. And my next question picks up on that thread. So, you know, you introduce us to the changing subjectivities of circumcisers, but what I really appreciated in the book is how you map that on the broader medical landscape of Turkey. And we come to see that this landscape is often marked by ambivalence from iterant circumcisers to state officials. So how does ambivalence help us move between the subjectivity portion of the work and the structural um, portion of the medical landscape when it comes to circumcision?
1: Thank you. It's a good question. So my general concern was to understand how we make investment effective investment in social structures. How do we bind ourselves to to, to social social structures? And and psychoanalysis uh, can provide uh, insights uh, for for that. So the book is maybe quick overview of the book. The book is talking about is tracing the medicalization of male circumcision. Uh, mostly starting uh, from the early uh, republican period uh, early 20th century although modern medicine became part of uh, male circumcision late ottoman empire uh, as well uh, so i am tracing that transformation the, the medicalization of male circumcision from the perspective of of, of circumcisers and and that transformation has been entangled with with uh, medicalization has been entang- entangled with other broader transformations uh like uh the uh, in, in, in transformers in 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 welfare and and uh and uh class uh dynamics uh so and my my goal is is to understand how uh why okay so the book makes two interrelated interventions Uh, one is we know a lot about how medicalization uh, works from the perspective of uh, patients from the perspective of uh, quote-unquote lay people Uh, but generally the in medical sociology and anthropology the relationship between Medical professionals, health professionals and and uh, and their practices is taken for granted, is not is not questioned. The literature tends to assume that the the relationship is straightforward in the sense that uh, in the sense that of course, since these are medical since these are medical professionals, or in the case of like big pharma, of course they are interested in expanding their power their market and and this is the this is the logical uh, uh this is this this relationship is is self self-evident. Uh, why would they not want to expand their power uh, into into new territories, into new areas. But what I'm showing is that they are, in the case of medical of male circumcision, the relationship is the relationship between Medical professionals and male circumcision in Turkey is uh, far from straightforward. It is a negotiated process, and and they have ambivalent relationship to to uh, medicalization. And I postulate this ambivalence as this is where psychoanalysis comes into the picture. Uh, I postulate this uh, ambivalence as part of. Uh, Human condition in the sense that we, as humans, we enter social symbolic orders through ambivalence, through ambivalent relationships, and so so part of the part of my part of the theoretical framework of the book grows out of my dissatisfaction with sociological understandings of subjectivity, whether it be interactionism, uh, phen- phenomenological approaches uh and uh, like these 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 are very valuable these are very important uh, approaches to to the question of subjectivity uh it enables us to look at social the process of socialization for example the process of uh internalization of social norms uh values uh so on uh but i am i my book brings in the question of the question of unconscious and and without limiting it to uh, individuals, I am looking. I am using psychoanalytic theory to understand not simply individual psyche, which I think differentiates psychoanalysis from from, from mainstream psychology. Uh, but I but I am using psychoanalytic theory to understand uh, organizations as well. How how circumcisers organize. Uh, their uh, space at their clinics for example and 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 I claim that psychologists can provide uh, insights about about organization of, of spaces and, and and practices as well so and the and the, and so, so the question is how circumcisors in Turkey have made investment effective investment in medicalization why did they bind themselves to uh, to to, to why and how they, they bind themselves to uh, to, to, to medicalization uh, process. And, and I'm showing that the uh, ambivalence is at the heart of this uh, attachment. And, and I'm tracing how different institutional arrangements, like market relations, uh, neoliberalism, uh, welfare uh, state, how they generate different ambivalences around status and and ethics of care. By status, I mean uh, boundaries uh, between practitioners and and the notion of respectability. And by ethics of care, I mean uh, circumcises concern about the well-being of of children, of, of of boys, and 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 they and they and and their anxieties around around these around uh, status and 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 care, and and my claim is that they they make investment in medicalization processes in different in different historical periods only through ambivalence by by encountering the pressure associated with with being practitioner and being circumcised.
0: Yeah, I think something that makes the book very rich is how you show the multiplicity of these ambivalences like you just encapsulated for us. And in my reading, one of the ambivalent figures that really capture that is the Feni sünnetçi, who attach themselves to both science and local ties in particular ways. So can you maybe tell us about who Efendi Suneci is and how they expand our understanding of ambivalence from that angle.
1: I should, thank you. Uh, so Efendi Suneci, which can be translated roughly, roughly as scientific circumciser." Uh, if you ask anyone about the age of 40, uh, 45 in Turkey, when when they uh, who is circumcised, the first image that will come to their mind would be a circumciser, a be uh, carrying uh, a bag and, and walking around in neighborhoods, and that is that refers to that image refers to Penny Suneci, which has a figure that has disappeared uh, recently uh, due uh, to uh, transformations that that uh, structural transformations that I am talking about in the book. So Penny Sunechi was a product of uh, the, the developmentalist healthcare project that the Turkish state launched starting in the 1960s. That was the first time uh, although the Turkish state uh, 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 tried to regulate uh, male circumcision starting in the early 20s by redefining who could perform circumcision, which means that uh, they changed, the, the state changed the uh, change changed the law, and and limited uh, uh, those who could perform circumcision to to practitioners with with medical uh, degree and 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 uh, license. Right, but this change, uh, like not until 1960s, uh, this law had any effect on 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 people's lives. In starting in the 1960s, with the with the uh with the uh, introduction of the of the uh, healthcare project uh health officers, these uh low-ranked uh, medical health professionals began to perform circumcision using medical techniques like local anesthesia and sutures prior to before that it was itinerary circumcisers who used to perform circumcisions these circumcisers were trained by apprenticeship and uh, they learned their skills they learned how to perform circumcision uh, through apprenticeship uh, uh, by by working with with their mostly with their fathers who also learned uh, circumcision from their own fathers and and uh, and, and and health officers and circumcises uh, perform had performed circumcision most of them circumcision without license and uh, health officers uh, began to as I said began to perform circumcision in 19, starting in 1960s and and wanted to uh, drive it circumcises from the field so they changed so so they faced had uh, health, uh, health officers faced this dilemma in the sense in a very specific dilemma, a, a dilemma unique to the period, in the sense that uh, they wanted to be recognized and accepted by families, uh, but also they didn't want to be mistaken or uh, itinerary circumcises, which what we call sünnetçi uh, circumcises, because those itinerary circumcises were stigmatized in their eyes. Uh, in the eyes of health officers, so they face this dilemma, and 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 they most of them use this label "penis which can be seen as a compromised subjectivity in the sense that uh, it is they are scientific, they are circumcises, sunnetçi, but not exactly the same as as itinerary circumcises. Uh, because they are fendi, which is uh, scientific. They are using medical medical techniques. So part of the book is talking about how these health officers transform themselves into fendi by navigating this uh, this space, this new space, and and try to and try to gain the trust of uh, families uh, by. Also, differentiating themselves from itinerary circumcisers. So, in that sense, their they relationship to medicalization was
0: ambivalent. Yeah, this is very interesting. And, you no, know, you also really push us to think about the role of families in this picture, right? Um, and in the book, we see that at times families push back against broader medical trends. At times they refuse state-centered alignments between health officials and security officers, for example, especially in certain parts of Turkey. So what is the role of refusal in negotiating authority around young boys bodies
1: yeah that was a that was a very interesting finding for me it is uh because the, the story of usually the official story of male circumcision medical circumcision, male circumcision is usually uh told in a way that the transition from uh non-scientific non-medicalized uh uh, uh circumcision to medicalized circumcision is this was a smooth process right uh but but uh uh, what I found is that, is that uh, there was a resistance and a refusal, as you mentioned, on the part of families in some parts of Turkey and, and in, in, in some cases. So one of the, one of the reasons why there, they, there was a resistance against health officers uh, on the part of families was, was this introduction of the new technique, as I mentioned, which is local anesthesia and sutures. So these techniques uh, prolonged the operation, the, the, the duration of the operation, because you know when you you they you apply local anesthesia and you have to wait for the anesthesia to kick in and 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 uh, which takes some time and then and also you they they use stitch uh, the incision and after the after the uh, which which is the last stage of the of the of the operation which also takes uh which also takes some time. So so families who were used who had been accustomed to itinerary circumcises who did not use pain management techniques systematically. Uh, they use some of them use herbs uh for pain management uh uh but but uh, many itinerary circumcises did not use any pain management technique. And they were most of the time were using straight razor and they were cutting off uh, foreskin and, and usually let it uh, bleed. lead. Uh so so these families were you had been accustomed to that to 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 item circumcises and and you know male circumcision is generates fear and anxiety anxiety which I touch upon which I analyze in my book, as well, the last couple, the last two chapters of the book talks about the fear of male circumcision. It is not only it generates not only fear and anxiety for for kids, but for boys, but also for families as well. So families were were you know so which means that these new techniques prolonged that anxiety as well, right? It, it, ex, it exacerbated the anxiety as well, and and they wanted the operation to be over as soon as possible. So they they were some some feminists were not happy with with uh, these uh, new techniques and and in 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 certain regions like kurdish regions in in eastern and uh, southeastern of turkey uh itinerant circumcisers uh, were uh, more prominent than other uh, other in other, other other regions uh even even at the time of my of my of my research, and they, for various reasons, head officers uh, usually uh, what, did not want to really uh, uh, work in the region. Uh, these health officers, most of them, are uh, Turkish. Uh, they cannot speak uh, Kurdish, and 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 they did not. They they ask for reassignment to other other parts of Turkey within within five five years of their. Assignment, which would be in nineteen either sixties, seventies, or, or even or even eight eight in in eighties, some younger uh, health officers. So I uh, so I know, but there was there was, there was still there are still uh, some some health officers in the in the, in the region, and and itinerant it circumcisers uh, continue performing circumcision more uh, freely than other 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 regions, and in some contexts they uh they had encounters with with security uh, with, with with the military in the in 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 the region and and uh or health officers uh themselves and uh for example health officers reported them to the authorities and these authorities uh, sometimes intervened in, in 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 the operations that that were performed by by it but families uh 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 families families opposed families opposed these these, these interventions and, and sided with 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 itinerant with circumcisers and so the last point that i would like to make about about this is that one of the interesting findings uh, of my of my research was that many itinerant circumcisers almost all of them eventually adopted these medical techniques both local anesthesia and sutures and uh not formally, uh, but informally, by either uh, talking to other, I think talking to, uh, they learn from uh, medical uh, professionals, for example. Uh, and interestingly, none of, almost none of these itinerary circumcises encounter resistance from families, uh, uh, even though they were using the same uh, medical techniques as, as as health officers partly because these had because they were not seen as state actors right? the, and, and 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 they these i circumstances already had had uh, this family trust and they had established trust with 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 these families uh which which shows that you know a more systematic incorporation of these itinerary circumcisors into into the medical system would actually benefit uh, would be beneficial for uh, for families uh, as well and 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 circumcises were eager to be incorporated into 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 the system.
0: yeah, this is indeed very interesting, and I think you know, your book brings to like circumcision as a very interesting site to understand, you know, state power, everyday militarization and contestations around it. So I really appreciated that. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit and ask you more about your methodology. So even in your answers, you know, the multiplicity of places you visited come through, and I would really recommend recognize the book as a truly multi site ethnography. You take us through 25 cities, towns, and villages. So how did you navigate moving between places and thinking through multiple places?
1: Yeah, so as I mentioned, I circumcisers had performed circumcision without license, and my, at, at the time of my research, most of them were in their, in their uh, 70s and 80s, and I wanted to find itinerary circumcisors and and talk to them, especially about the the transformations that took place in the in the in the 1960s. Uh, partly because, mainly because uh, health officers were not. So if you if you if I had only interviewed health officers, the story I would I would uh, construct would be. Like the transformation from uh, a non-medicalized circumcision to to medicalized circumcision was a smooth process. That's what the story would look like. But my interviews with itinerary circumciser show that the, the process was conflictual, conflict ridden, and violent process. And, and and there was there was there was a competition between a conflict between these two these two actors. So so I Establish my own archive by by talking to these uh, to these uh, itinerary circumcisers, and 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 my itinerary uh, was was mainly determined by by this by this uh, my goal to to talk to to these uh, itinerary itinerary circum, it, these, these circumcisors. and uh, and I usually. As a, and I was born and grew up in Istanbul and, and some of the places I visit, I, I went to was the first time I was, was my first time and in, in those places and, and I usually as a stranger, I usually, I typically went to uh, coffee houses, or barbershop where, you know, the, the two popular settings where men usually socialize and, and, and I talk to locals there and they, and they they direct they, they direct me to circumcisers in their areas and 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 I schedule interviews with 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 them uh, with, with with not only itinerant uh, circumcisers but health officers uh, as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting, I guess, to have an introduction to a new city through circumcision. Like, I'm curious if yeah. you could <laughs> tell us more about those experiences, you know, just going to a city you've never been and asking about this practice or different people you can talk to. How was your reception in these coffee houses or barbershops and all these places? So, I.
1: My the you typically I usually I didn't have problem finding like they were like locals were willing to help me find uh circumcises there. that it was the reaction one of the one of the common reactions I received I got though was that why I was why was I interested in male circumcision to begin with. Like they were <laughs> they were they were really surprised about about this. And and I it, interestingly, as I mentioned, my my first project was on military service. Right? I kind of got similar reaction about that project too. Like, why are you even interested in this in this topic? Which I think has has something to do with, with the construction of masculinity. Right? It is like why these are really these are really not, despite the like fact that these practices shape men and masculinity significantly, both military service and men's circumcision. They are not typically seen as worthy of investigation. It's like uh, I got this. I got that kind of reaction about about my about military service as well. It is a male circumcision too. Like, are not you circumcised already? Why are you even interested <laughs> in this? And and we just we just cut it off and move on. It's not really there's not really anything to talk about. So I got this kind of reaction.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. So
1: which, but, was, which, was, which was interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And as you said, it opens up new questions about masculinity, right? And, you know, like returning back to a comment you made previously, masculinity seems like a part of the book that's not very loud, but it's omnipresent in some ways, and I was curious about what role it played in your fieldwork. So, how did masculinity figure into your positionality and your research process?
1: Yeah, thank you for this good question. Thank you for this. It is so. In in a sense, as as, as I mentioned, it was like because I am I am a you know. I am, because of my gender identity they 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 assumed that i would already have knowledge about about circumcision and 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 they were surprised by my interest in in this in but also my gender my identity uh also uh opened doors in the sense that uh i think it was easy easy for me to Establish uh, trust with 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 these circumcisers who were exclusively men. Then uh, maybe female researcher researcher would uh, would would do like uh, for example some of my interviews some some of my informants made jokes about penises and and they shared some. Funny and obscene stories with me, and and I think it would be fair to assume that if female they would not be able they would not feel comfortable talking about those stories and sharing those stories with a female uh, researcher and 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 I was uh, and very often families ask me to for example uh, hold down their uh, kids during operation because kids can get can get scared of the operation they they move they move around during the operation and sometimes families ask me to hold down hold on hold on their their sons uh, some of them ask me to talk to their sons and, and comfort them you know like you know you expect you had the same experience you are circumcised so can you talk to our and talk to our son and and tell him that you know there's nothing they should be uh, afraid of so 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 yeah my gender identity uh has was uh was part of was was a significant part of the, the, the research process yeah.
0: yeah and you know as you mentioned um part of the book concerns managing pain and fear and again as you mentioned you know maybe had a very much of a front seat um, to managing this right by holding down flailing children um, or chatting with them about the process so can you speak to how you locate yourself within this matrix of fear and pain and how did you grapple with being a part of this process
1: yeah so I was circumcised at the age of eight the the circumcision wasn't painful, but I was, but the recovery was painful. And I, and I also remember being really scared of being scared of, of circumcision as well. And, and so part of my research, part of my research was to understand class differences when it comes to the experience of male circumcision. And I, uh, visited two main class settings. One is more middle class, upper middle class, uh, circumcision clinics uh, and the other one is uh mass circumcisions uh that are organized for charity uh, for uh, for low income uh, families and these two settings were the experience were, were were very much different uh, from each other in the way that circumcision was organized and experienced by and, and by boys and families like mass circumcision settings. In in sorry, middle class, uh, upper middle class settings, uh, the event went you goes very smoothly, and you don't really see uh, kids cry that much. Uh, families uh, do not seem to be very much anxious about about the operation, uh, and uh, and but in in contrast in in, in other settings, those mass, mass circumcisions, the, uh, it is, it, the settings is you, I visited the hospitals where these uh, circumcisions uh, took place and the hospital floors are typically very crowded uh, when, when one kids cry, when one kid cries, the other one starts crying. So it is families try to calm their, their kids down. And it, it it is more chaotic, way more chaotic than than the other than, than middle class uh, clinics. So I pay attention to how so some which which this mass circumcision uh, activated sort of memories about my own male male circumcision, and and I was attuned to 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 changes the way that I was feeling. Uh, to to changes to my emotions in these different uh, settings as well, and 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 those changes provided important insights in terms of my my analysis of these of these class differences when it comes to when it comes to male circumcision, how these different classes experience uh, male circumcision, and uh, yeah,
0: yeah, thank you very much for sharing this with us. Um, and my last question is: What is next for you? What are you researching, reading, thinking about right now?
1: Thank you. Uh, so, as I mentioned, I am interested in the intersection of psychoanalysis and and, psychology and sociology, and I I am uh, I want to write a book about 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 that question about the about the intersection of, of 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 and then so sort of and continue thinking about that, uh, especially when it comes to question of subjectivity, and and the other, which is more empirical uh, research project, is is to look at scientific research at the margin of the mainstream scientific community. I wanna, I I am going to uh, embark on a project uh, where I will look at scientists. Uh, who are interested in uh, extraordinary mental phenomena, uh, like uh, scientists who work with medium scientists who are interested in in uh, telepathy. So I I want to understand how mainstream scientific community uh, establish boundaries and 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 uh, and and Uh, in relation to to these non-mainstream scientific activities, uh, scientists who are interested in unconventional uh, topics.
0: Wow, these both sound really interesting. And I wonder if people will be asking you why you're interested with that (laughs) while you do that work. (laughs) (laughs) But for now, thank you very much, Oyman, for joining us and for your insights.
1: Thank you so much uh, for having me. The, talk about my book.
0: the pleasure is all mine. I'm your host, Aliza This discussion of circumcision and medicine in modern Turkey, published by the University of Texas Press, is brought to you by the Middle Eastern Studies Channel of the New Books Network. Thank you for listening.